Welcome back to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Motors Aboard Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota, and by Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. Today, I'm going to talk to you guys a bit about uh, things you can do during quarantine. And you're going to hear in the first segment, a couple different guys got together. Um, well, a couple. I think there's about three to 400 of us got together uh, for a little Jeep parade. And uh, we're going to talk a bit about that. And there's some other ones that have popped up since then. It's a great way to get out there with your Jeep, with some other Jeepers, while still socially distancing and uh, being responsible there. And so you're going to kind of hear how that kind of came together today and about how maybe... You know, you can re-enjoy it again through the uh, old power of YouTube, I guess you could say, and Facebook. So it's all on those sites, the kind of video of the, the event that was put together last, I think it was last Sunday, uh, a week ago. I was going to try to get it on right away on that podcast last week. But again, uh, I wanted to make sure we had all our everything together. So I kind of waited just a bit longer to put it on this week's. So you're going to hear about that, how that all came together. And uh, a few more have popped up this weekend. This past weekend, uh, didn't make it out to them. I had other things going on, but uh, I know some of the people are, are doing their own Jeep parades. Uh, another thing I wanted to do is, you know, what we're probably all a lot of us are doing. We're probably watching a lot of TV. So I'm going to have a little bit of a back and forth with one of my buddies. And we're going to talk about our favorite car movies and what we might recommend and why. So we're going to try to talk and each other into why our car movie list is better than the other one, I guess. <laughs> so maybe I'll give you some other ideas on what you can watch during the quarantine here. But uh, there's really not a whole bunch you can do on quarantine. Uh, we can't really go off-road and do the off-roady things we want to do. A lot of things we've had plan- planned for spring has been uh, canceled now. Uh, but hopefully we can still order parts. We can still get some work done. We can still buy a Jeep. Uh, so you can hear from our sponsors on that, how to get that all done. I think that um, I got all my things done pretty earlier on in this, this whole quarantine. I uh, did some painting in my house and uh, did a tiny bit of work on the Jeep, but that was really early on. And really, I just washed it a few times is the main thing I did. So uh, really not so much else to do, but talk. So that's what we're here for today. We'll kind of give you guys a little bit of a break and hopefully give you some ideas on sh- movies or shows you can watch that can kind of help you get that feel that itch for you for your your uh your car your jeep love all right we're here with dustin he was a former guest here uh came to my house one day uh then he put together uh since then he actually put together a a big jeep parade today so dustin why don't you tell us about why you put the jeep parade together for us well i just kind of was sitting around the house and and uh not much going on obviously with with everything that's happening in the world and i uh, had seen a couple other things where uh, people were driving past birthday parties for little kids and you know neighborhoods and families and stuff doing that just to kind of brighten their day and uh actually had one come through our neighborhood and i'm like you know what that's kind of cool so i sitting in bed one night and i'm like i think we should do a jeep parade and i think uh we should we should reach out to the jeep community and see if anybody's got a little one that's got a birthday party that we can maybe brighten their day um, or and or you know drive past some hospitals and show some support so i thought well you know if i get 50 60 people together that's a pretty good group well well i mean that be a lot of fun for everybody to get some people out of the house for for a few hours that kind of a thing uh, mm-hmm. and then it kind of blew up from there <laughs> so, <laughs> did you get a head count how many we had today 
Well, I had uh, I had that Glimpse app on my phone, and um, everybody, uh, I told everybody to download the app and then follow me to track my location. 323 people tracking me at one point in time. Um, and I had a couple other people tell me that they were thinking in the three to 400 range of, of, of vehicles. So um, I would say safely we had at least 300 there, probably quite a few more, but it was almost impossible to count because there were so many of them. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, a lot of JKs and JLs, a few TJs there. Did see a couple of Wagoneers. One Ford Ranger. Yep, yeah, he snuck in. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just had to kick in that Ford. I saw the Ford Ranger joining us. So I got a kick out of that. But uh, yeah, I was I was halfway through the first line is where I jumped in, and um, it was awesome to see. I took a lot of pictures. I know one guy took a video. He was driving up and down, and he has a really good video camera. So I'm gonna try to hit him up later for the video. Uh, so kind of fill people in where we all went. So we, we started off the Ikea parking lot. They call it the RV lot at Mall of America. Um, I wanted to try to find a place where we weren't going to be bothering anybody and or getting in anybody's way or anything like that. So uh, so we started there, uh, and then we went to um, the hospital in Edina. I believe it's called... Oh, God, I can't remember now. I've, I've had so many things go through my mind today. But there's a hospital there in Edina that we did a drive-by because one of the EMT or one of the nurses there actually um, coordinated it with the staff to come out and wave and you know, or come out and have us honk at them and wave. And, uh, we dropped off a, a bag of uh, goodies and snacks for the, for, the, for the crew there at the hospital to enjoy because they're working long hours. And... Mm-hmm. and uh, you know they don't have a whole lot of relief so we just she she kind of took the reins on that and collected everything and delivered it and did it the proper way you know cdc guidelines that kind of a thing and from there we headed to uh, a birthday party out in chanhassen um we did a drive-by birthday party and the whole neighborhood the whole neighborhood um i mean just went crazy um everybody was sitting out in their front yard waving and and on the way in i I mean the the one point that kind of really got me is there was a guy standing on his deck looking out the back of his house and uh he was waving an american flag and waving and and it's like everybody in that area was just so you know receptive Um, yeah that was cool so then from there we uh headed out towards wyzetta um tried to make kind of a kind of a loop around the lakes out there just for some scenic stuff for people driving um and then headed back up onto 394 headed back west again uh and then we did a drive by at methodist hospital um mm-hmm. because we have one of uh one of the members here you know one of the fellow jeep people here joe al uh his wife worked there so we we thought we'd drop in there and honk and show support and we left a goodie bag there for them um as well and from there, we went over to Lake Calhoun um, and just kind of took a drive down the, the west side of Lake Calhoun, more or less for scenery and, you know, getting out, um, although it was very busy there. Uh, that was kind of kind of chaotic. So looking back, I probably would probably. <laughs> uh, and then we and then we kind of. Yeah, that's the uh, where I dumped where I jumped out was the after the Edina Hospital. 
Yep. Uh, yep. I had I had to I had to get home because you know to help my wife with the yard work, but I wanted to be there for the first part of it. But you guys were going. I was checking up on you about an hour later, two hours later. You guys were still rolling around. But I was like, you guys are still rolling. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, we we re, kind of regrouped at the IKEA parking lot there after the Methodist Hospital drive-through, and uh, kind of gave everybody just a second to stretch their legs and and grab a bathroom break, that kind of a thing. And then uh, and then uh, basically said we got one more drive-by birthday party, and then we're kind of cutting everybody loose from there. So then we headed to Cottage Grove and had a great birthday party there, or great drive-by birthday party there. Whole neighborhood was once again out waving, and, uh, you know, uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, I think uh, I think it was, it was great seeing everybody smile. The smiles were incredible today. And I think everybody needs a little bit of that right now. Yeah, I was actually just thinking at myself that while I was driving, I was like, this is so fun to do something besides sitting around doing nothing. Yep. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so getting out there doing something and you know, driving by the hospitals was great. The birthday parties was great, too. I uh, kind of wish I would have stayed longer, but uh, like I said, I had stuff to do. But it was fun to see all the Jeeps and everybody out there doing their thing. So. Yep, I totally, the response was unbelievable. And I, I can't thank everybody enough for coming and and uh i mean i think we we definitely brighten a lot of people's day which which you know kind of takes you away from the reality of things right now yeah yeah well, that was awesome so uh thanks again dusty for uh putting that together for everybody and uh it was just so much fun <laughs> yeah yeah i'm glad i'm glad you were able to join us it was good seeing you and the tj out there and I know a lot of people didn't even have their jeeps out of storage yet so i think we <laughs> even had a greater turnout in another week so <laughs> awesome alright I'm back on the phone here with Terry he was one of my former guests on the podcast and uh, he was there today with me at the quarantine what was it called quarantine Twin City Jeep Parade uh, so I got to see him there and I saw him from far away uh, then we finally got to get close to each other but we couldn't shake hands even though we wanted to is that right Terry? that's correct <laughs> and he had the world's best t-shirt on he had a cross thread off road t-shirt on too yet so i'm happy to see that out there but uh i just got off the phone with uh, dustin and the guy who put it put this on he kind of had the idea and he kind of told me all about it and the people who are listening will hear that before they talk to you but uh, how many jeeps do you think were there terry i'm guessing probably 250 or so all right so give or take he had 323 people alone following him uh on that glimpse app so we figured it was between three and four hundred jeeps we're pretty safe to estimate that somebody had to count them <laughs> so i would love to see how many people actually were there but there's about three to four hundred jeeps were out and he was telling me a lot of people didn't have their jeeps out of storage yet so we would have had a lot more there uh so it kind of really blew up and people were really looking for something to do and uh, it was for a good cause so uh, but the reason i want to bring you on uh terry just kind of get your reaction what did you think about the the jeep parade well, like you said, it, it was it was definitely something to do. Um, drove through some cool places, and uh, you know, some just gave gave people some uh, some happiness, some joy of seeing people out out and about. Today. Yeah, we went we by a couple of hospitals. We went by a hospital, a few birthday parties, and uh, I only I left about the same time you did because <laughs> I get home again. But uh, they would spend right. about five hours a row. Dustin still just got home now, and we started. It's three thirty. And he left, uh, he, he got there like a little before 10. So he's been out and about all day with his kids and his wife out doing this. So we have to give him a huge thanks uh, to get us out there. 
But uh, oh yeah, another reason I want to have Terry on too was to talk about you took a I knew you took some video and some good pictures, so I want to kind of give people the chance to see those. So uh, did you take a lot of video? Kind of fill me in on what y'all took. Um, in the parking lot there in IKEA, I did a couple drive-bys with the uh, with the GoPro, and then then I I did a few um, a few videos while while we're driving, basically to our first stop, which was uh, which was that mall parking lot. Mm-hmm. All so right. It, 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 Dude, it's just fascinating, you know, just seeing that many Jeeps in, in one place. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I told, uh, I was telling uh, T- Dustin, I saw, you know, a few YJs, uh, no, XJs and CJ, but I did see one Ford Ranger, which is awesome. <laughs> he joined in on the old, the parade of Jeeps. He had his Ford Ranger out there. Uh, but, but for the most part, it was just solid, solid Jeeps. And I come to realization, too, that the, uh, the colors of Jeeps, you know, the ones that are, I can really see there's three yellow Jeeps and there was like five mojito green ones and there was 500 black ones. <laughs> it was just like everybody had a black Jeep, which was what I was driving. So uh, right. I think my next one, if I have a choice of color, it might be orange or green or something different because it was it just blends in with the rest of them. Uh, but it was really cool to see the different types of Jeeps and just the different builds that people have. And then the, my favorite part was the hospital we drove by. Uh, to see the the uh, the hospital personnel come out waving at us and at us and uh, and that was just appreciative of their with their work that they do. Yeah, it it, it such it, it was so beautiful just seeing seeing all those jeeps and and like you like you did say the all the black ones, but you know it, it's just phenomenal on on just how many jeeps that were there. Mm-hmm. My uh, my my buddy Andy he he drives a uh, mojito green JL as well, so we're always out cruising around. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know you're going to post the video. You're just, you're actually just chopping it up right now as we speak. I kind of you know talked called you right when you were doing that. But uh, where are you going to post that so people can find it? I'm going to post it on the on the group group page, and then uh, I'll probably post it up on my um, YouTube channel. Okay, so you're going to post it on the quarantine Jeep Jeep Parade thing or the uh, Twin Cities Jeep Club? I can't remember where you're going to post it. Uh, probably the, uh, the, uh, quarantine, um, uh, um, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. The, uh, that, that page right yeah. there. Quarantine Twin Cities Jeep Parade is what it was called. So people can search yep. for it. Cool. Yep. And then it, it'll probably take me a couple, couple days to, to go through the video and, you know, figure out what I want to keep and, you know, kind of condense it. No, no, nobody wants to watch, you know, 15 minutes of just Jeeps driving. <laughs> I kind of do, but that's what I do all the time. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> well, Terry, it's great that you did that. I'm glad that I was able to kind of get you on the phone and talk for a few minutes about it. Uh, but I'm excited to see the video because it's it's. Uh, I only had one perspective, so sometimes you only see the four or five jeeps in front of you. But what I love to see when we were kind of looping back around the hospital, you could still see jeeps on 62 uh, coming off. And you knew that that wasn't the end of the line. They're still coming up, still coming up. So when there's three, 400 Jeeps in a row, it takes a while to kind of get them through. So it's pretty cool to see. Yep. I can't wait to see your video. Yep. So uh, thanks for doing that for us, Terry. Thanks, Mitch. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye. Hey, now for a quick break and a word from our sponsors. Uh, first off, I want to talk about Zeus Off-Road in uh, Burnsville, Minnesota. They are still working. They're still putting together some good builds for you, for your Jeeps and other off-road vehicles. Uh, so if you guys are interested in doing some work with them, 
make sure you hit up Chad and the guys to kind of find out what you can do with your off-roader or your build. They'll actually come to your house and pick up your vehicle for you if you want and uh, deliver it to you in the end. And also, uh, if you get some work done, you tell them that you listen to this podcast, you might might be a free hat and t-shirt in, in it for you. Uh, the other place is Motors and More Jeeps out of Brainerd, Minnesota. That's a place to find the right Jeep for you. So if you're looking to get a different Jeep or add another Jeep to the corral, uh, they'll help you find that right Jeep. And they've been pretty busy. Just this week, I know they sold a couple of Jeeps uh, that we've talked about on this podcast recently. And uh, they sold them and moved them off recently, but they're always getting new inventory in. They are very busy. And uh, they are going by appointment appointments. So if you want to have a private appointment to look at a vehicle of your choice, uh, that's a good place to go. So that's more and more Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota. And if you get some a Jeep from them, you get a $500 credit towards your uh, off-road project with Zeus Off-Road. So kind of hit them up for that deal. If you pick up a Jeep and uh, get some work done, there's some good deals to be had. This next part of the podcast is all about movies. Okay. So if you're looking for just talk about off-roading stuff, uh, we're going to, we're going to kind of go off the reservation a little bit and talk about some other things, which is we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, some great car movies and, and my buddy Wade's going to join me. We're going to talk a lot about, uh, he's, he's more of a documentary guy where I might be going go a different route, which is great because, uh, I'm talking about some fun movies. He's talking about some fun documentaries, but give it a listen. All right, so we're back here with Wade Wessels, my buddy. He's in his garage, and I'm in my basement. And basically, we're going to sit down and talk about some movies that we think are the best car movies that we've seen and try to convince the other one why that's important uh, to us and why uh, the other person should watch that car or motorcycle. I know Wade's going to have a couple of motorcycle movies in there. So uh, since we're all in quarantine, I, I did actually watch one of the movies and I didn't put it in my top five. Uh, I watched drive the other day. So with the, uh, was it Ryan? Not Ryan Reynolds. What the hell is that kid's guy's name? Anyhow, he was in the notebook. Anyhow, he's on another movie. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. That guy. So I watched that. Uh, it was okay. I guess the original is probably better. So that one's kind of an honorable mention. It was, it was up there, but it wasn't my top five car movies. And so for me, a car movie has to have, you know, a lot of good chase scenes has to be centered around the car a bit more. Uh, or a lot of the movie is built in the out of the car. And uh, one of my favorite movies uh, when I was in college, I'd never even seen it in high school, uh, but it was like fresh out of 1995 is when it came out, was the movie Dazed and Confused. Have you seen that movie, Wade? I was going to tell you, my favorite, one of my favorite movies was Dazed and Confused back in college. Have you seen Dazed and Confused? Oh, yeah. Okay. How many times have you seen it? Oh, man. A lot. I mean, it's a, cla- <laughs> it's a classic, right? So there's great, great cars in that movie too. Great music. Oh, it's a cool movie. Yeah. So I was, uh, there's a great rewatchable. If you guys are not into other podcasts, which you should be, but there's a podcast called rewatchables with Bill Simmons and they actually broke down the days of confused movie. So, uh, I got to hear parts of that one, but also uh, Matthew Conaghy was actually in Howard Stern talking about it because that was his first big movie. And the director sent all the main actors home with mixtapes and said, this is what your character would listen to get into this mood so that's how (laughs) that's how he came up with uh all right all right all right you know that whole line and uh the the whole piece of the parts of the movie i love the most was obviously that one um the uh when he talks about the other guys have pizza cutters for tires i I just think that's the most hilarious thing when they're picking on other guys tires because they're too thin um (laughs) when they're going to when there's three or four guys packed into a pickup truck trying to go after mitchie kramer with a to get him with the um, the soul pole, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love those parts of the movie and everything. 
everything is based out of a car. It seems like they're always traveling in a super cool car. Nobody has a lame car except for the nerds. Ironically, they're driving a Volkswagen Beetle, I think, and they're just or a gremlin. I can't remember what car they have. But they're uh, just cruising around in that car, and they all just end up getting to this party. So that's why I think that's one of the top five car movies I've ever seen was, was that one, uh, Days of Confused. I watched it twice a week in college for many weeks. Anytime it was on, we had, we had in my college, you had this like free movie service, like 7.30 every night, they'd have a movie for you, uh, you know, so you, in the dorms. And so I watched it anytime it was on. I think I recorded it, so I just watched it anytime I felt like it. It was just that cool of a movie to me. So that's my number one movie I wanted to kind of reminisce about was the Days to Confuse. So Wade, what's your first one? Well, I kind of look at this, I look at it a little differently because I like... Um... I like things that are a little closer to real life. Plus there's so many, so many good movies with good cars in them. I, I don't, I don't know that I could ever get through them and actually pick a favorite. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of was thinking, I really like stuff that's based on reality to try to narrow mm-hmm. it down a little bit. All right. Um, so of course you said car movie, I'm a kind of a motorcycle guy first and a car guy second. Um, so I more started there. And so I look at, I really like, and will always be my, probably my favorite motor movie. I would say, since it's not really a car movie is on any Sunday. It's like an old documentary from the seventies where they follow some of the greatest motorcycle racers in the world at the time. And it kind of focuses around, flat track racing, which is the sport I grew up doing. So of course I'm highly biased, um, mostly because it was, um, probably the most popular motorcycle sport, uh, in the world at the time, or I guess certainly in the United States was dirt track racing. Um, but it covers all forms of motorcycle racing across the globe from, um, road racing was kind of still trying to figure out what it was really going to be. Um, but they covered like the world, the world trials events, motocross was not really a thing yet. And it was really more happening in Europe and they cover that. It's an amazing movie and it's got Steve McQueen in it. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. how, how bad can it be? Yeah. The first time that, uh, well, first time I was in Wade's garage, he had it going on. I go, what's this? And he goes, oh, this is the best movie ever made. Best movie ever made. (laughs) So I sat down and watched it, but obviously a documentary from the was it early 70s or was it late 70s? I couldn't remember for sure. What um, it was. Yeah, right right around the mid. I think it was about in 74, maybe. So I think it's, don't they have like a huge hair scramble where they have like 90 guys in a row starting off? Yeah, they, they used to. Um, yeah, they cover, um, they cover a big hair scramble that happens in South, uh, in Southern California. It was called, uh, it was the Something Grand Prix in like 1500 riders show up for it and it's uh um for everybody from the best in the world to the guy down the street can compete and so if, if any of your listeners ever watch like the world enduro series uh they still uh operate that way like anybody can sign up for a world enduro and you're yeah you, you're gonna start in 900th place <laughs> but you can still <laughs> go compete at the same event that the best in the world do. And so these, these things have just massive um, participants. It's crazy. 
is it some of the guys had like football helmets on and stuff too <laughs> was it oh, like, man. yeah i mean this is the good old days right when 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 men were men i guess <laughs> You know, guys are just it was like an every man's challenge, right? Yeah, like I mean, every man run with your brung. Guys riding around in open face helmets and like a, like a pair of jeans and like leather logging boots. I mean, that was that was riding gear back then. It was, <laughs> yeah, we've come a long way in safety, I guess. Yeah, uniformity of the safety. Yeah, well, the bikes were a little yeah. bit slower back then too. Yeah, and that was uh, the first time I saw it. Was I hope I think I've definitely watched that with you about six or seven times. Yeah, in your garage, just in the background. But uh, yeah. another uh, <laughs> another Steve McQueen movie that I could not keep off the list uh, was Bullet, and uh, the 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 car in Bullet was just sold recently for three point seven million dollars uh, at a Mikamoto Auto auction. I watched it live. Uh, I was home from work that day at an early time, and it was uh, one of those things where I had to sit and watch it. And uh, the, the car from, you know, kind of fast forwarding a little bit to the end of the movie, but the car was sold after the movie, the one that survived the hero car. And a, and a guy just bought it for like $30,000 <laughs> and it was br- almost brand new. What was that 30 or 3000? It might've been 3000. Might've been 3000. It's a ridiculously low number. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and he drove it for like, he had it for like 40 some years. He just drove it as his daily driver and didn't put too many <laughs> miles on it because kids got older they had to get a bigger vehicle but they kept that car and uh he passed away but the uh the the kids were still around the two kids and so they got to split that you know 3.7 million dollars for the, the bullet mustang and which i also also ironic because i actually googled like best car movies and like the top 10 like six of them had mustangs in it it was pretty funny so it's like if you want to have a car chase movie apparently a mustang has to be part of it yeah but i think that uh, had a lot to do with the bullet being a big piece of it. And I know some of the bullet cars in the movie were um, one, you know, the, one of the chase cars, automatic one was a four speed. But I think for the audio, they use a 19 speed because they're changing gears. In <laughs> seconds. Like they, just, they just never run out of gears. And uh, so I actually watched the, the chase scene recently again, or actually two days ago, just kind of re- re- to remind myself about the, about the chase scene, how ridiculous it was and how many hubcaps were lost, but magically came back on the car. You know, the continuity wasn't all there. But uh, it was sure interesting. And there is a motorcycle in that chase scene. I did. I wanted to make sure I told you that when you watch <laughs> that chase scene at the end. There is one motorcycle that gets run well, off the road. And, if McQueen uh, has anything Steve to do with it, there's going to gonna be a motorcycle in it. <laughs> yeah, he actually waited until the guy got up. So he knew he was okay. So he took off and drove again and chased the bad guys until, obviously, he kills the bad guys. And <laughs> handled the chase scene because there right. has to be something like that. So Bullet, to me, is just one of those movies where it was just, out of hand and I, you know i think steve queen probably did most of his own stunts because he was a race car race car driver that had to act to pay for his race car yeah he race was a motorcycle racer first so <laughs> yeah yeah he was he was in that your uh any what was the name of any sunday any given sunday he was the on any he sunday. was on any sunday he was the reason that movie happened so the 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 director there's a they made um because the movie was on any sunday was so famous and sort of a cult classic um certainly amongst motorcycle people uh they did a they tried to do a part two and it kind of it's actually not very good but they did do a a revisited where they went back and they, they shot a documentary like about them shooting the documentary um and you get to hear a little bit of the story behind like what happened and basically the guy that I think his name was Bruce, Bruce Bobber, but he apparently he was a really famous 
documenter and he was living in California and he was really well known for doing documentaries about surfers and surfing. Uh, and somebody drug him to a flat track race once, you know, kind of a, Hey, you got to go check this out. Right. These, these guys are crazy. And so he goes and watches a race and, you know, p- people crash at dirt track races. Like it's, it's common, right? If you, if you don't fall off, you're not trying hard enough to go fast, at least in, in practice and warm up. And um, so he goes to a race, you know, a couple of guys lose control, right? Bike goes through the hay bales, guy goes flying through a fence. Or, I mean, just, you know, carnage. And after the race was over, so he's already kind of like awestruck and sort of just how, violent <laughs> flat track racing is and um if i remember right so his friend that brought him there said hey do you want to you know do you want to go in the pits and meet some of these guys because he knew them um so they go in afterwards and and he says in the video he's like i'm sort of expecting to see these like mountain of men right these like lumberjacks right because i see the abuse that they their bodies take and you know these guys are walking away and he said i get back there and it's like a bunch of little you know scrawny scrawny guys right like they're in shape but they're not big or strong in any way right they're they're just kind of lean and mean and so he was really blown away which then he he got into it and said god i gotta make i gotta make a documentary about this right this this is insanity uh so it's it, it was it's really crazy and what and that's why that movie, movie should be played on loop in your garage all day every day <laughs> well about that back to that movie just again that your documentary they take one guy i forget his name but you know him uh but he has one motorcycle but he goes through like it's like almost like a um decathlon where they have 10 events they have to go to but it's one yep. more, you know that's the track and field yep. but this is like a one motorcycle has to do five different things right three or four or five different right. things. is that right right yeah it's called the uh so yes it's called the isde six days trials uh and that still happens to this day that that event is still held and basically it's a it's kind of like a it's like a week long or six six day long endurance of kind of both man and machine where you're ba- you're pretty much riding off road across Europe and that it changes location every year but it's almost always in somewhere in in the European continent and these guys have to ride all day every day and you have to keep time. So it's a race, but it's more like a, it's more like an enduro where you have to, you have to meet checkpoints at a certain time, but the checkpoint times are really aggressive. So it's still, I mean, you're not out there playing around, right? You're, you're going hard through some of the gnarliest terrain that you can imagine, you know, up, up mountains and, you know, cross creeks and all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, all the way up into snow caps and then you come back down where it's warm. Uh, and you do this every single day, all day. And at the end of every day, they have individual uh, competitions. So at the end of one day, it's a, it's a drag race, um, for example. Um, at the end of another day, it's uh, a street loop where they're, they're riding on asphalt mostly. And it's for time, right? It's just flat out who can do it the fastest. And that gives you bonus points that you acquire. So you basically acquire points for doing all this stuff, you know, being on time, and then doing all these events. And at the end of the week, whoever's got the, you know, the best points wins. And the, the catch is you, at the beginning, they mark your motorcycle with this special paint and they tag it and all this kind of stuff. You're only allowed to change uh, common wear items on the bike. 
So tires, uh, like motorcycle chain, uh, stuff like that. So these guys have to carry gear on their back. So if they get a flat tire, I mean, they're in the middle of mountains by themselves, right? Maybe they'll see another rider, but they get so spread out. Who knows when that's going to be. So they have to fix their own bike on the trail, but they're only allowed to fix and replace certain things. So for example, if the, if the engine breaks, you're, you're done, you're disqualified because you're not allowed to fix the engine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's a, it's an amazing event. Yeah. I think that uh, I've seen that enough where the guy had, it was interesting. He lived out of his van, basically. I think that's why you have an affinity towards having vans. <laughs> no, back. I mean, back then, pretty much anybody that took motorcycle racing seriously did. That was just how. That was just yeah. how it was done. Now it's now it's kind of more yeah. big money. So, you know, the the big teams and the big money have big RVs and semi trailers and stuff like that. Yeah. So that one, like I said, that was a. I, I like that movie too. I, I make sure Wade had that on his list, but uh, he knew way more about it than I did. <laughs> well, what's the next movie on your list that you want to share with me that you think is awesome? All right. Um, so not to bore you with motorcycle movies. So <laughs> my second movie, because otherwise my next one's going to be a motor, another motorcycle documentary about racing. Um, but I'll skip mm -hmm. um, because I really like, uh, I really enjoy formula one racing as well. I kind of got into it. Uh, a lot more when my daughter was born because I was stuck at home in the morning, you know, just taking care of an infant and a lot of F1 races <clears throat> happened in Europe and they're broadcast live. So it's 7 a.m. and here and it's two o'clock in the afternoon there, which is when the races start and it, they go all weekend long. But anyway, um, there's an excellent documentary about one of the greatest F1 drivers or, and arguably most, a lot of people, including a lot of drivers agree. He was the best F1 driver ever to, to date, even better than Michael Schumacher uh, was a guy named um, Ayrton Senna. So the name of the movie or the, the documentary is called Senna. And uh, he was a Br Brazilian race car driver and the, the documentary, I mean, because it's F1, even though it happened back in the, See, he was a driver in the in the late seventies and early eighties, uh, if I recall. Um, so everything's there's a ton of great footage, um, and they talk a lot about him, his life, and his political battle in racing, and kind of he kind of fought the system a little bit because um, he didn't like the politics. He was kind of a really hardcore kind of racer, fastest guy should win the race, and. Um, he, he went against uh, another guy who was at the top of his game at the time. And he was uh, an excellent racer, but also a, a bit more knew how to play the rule book to his favor and how to, pl how to play the officials to his favor. And so it's really cool to follow this guy's kind of racing career, um, you know, moving up through the ranks to ultimately F1 and then his sort of life in F1 um, as an amazing race car driver. And then, you know, the sad it, and it's really poetic because he's like a really spiritual guy and they kind of get into his family life and, and what was going on in Brazil at the time. Brazil had a lot of problems back then and how he was a, a real advocate for his country. And so it's just a really great kind of heartfelt story, but also with a ton of really fierce racing um, and competitiveness in it. Um, so because it's a documentary, I can't spoil it. Um, he, he, he ultimately um, gets killed um, in a race and there's a, the whole story about how that day went and how it kind of came to be. And then some of the aftermath of it, including rule changes in F1, uh, 
or, or it's just really excellent. It, it's a it's a fabulous movie. And I think that one is streaming right now. I was actually poking through looking for a, a car show to watch the other day, and it's streaming yeah. on either Netflix or Amazon. It's on one of them right now. I just yeah, it's incredible. It. And is that the uh, He's on. He's on the guy in Rush too. Right? No, uh, Rush. Is he also Rush is so like Sen is a straight documentary. Um, Rush is a movie based on a true story, uh, and 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 it's another mm-hmm. excellent. And it's also on my list. Another excellent movie, but it it takes place about um, oh about five or six years later. I think you're starting to get into the later '80s, if I remember. I'm, okay, because I thought I thought Senna was one of the guys in no. that movie. I thought he was one. Of he's. He's not. Um, they were both from kind of two eras of racing, and I might I might be thinking of this backwards, but um, I can't remember which one came before the other. But um, Rush is um, so, like I said, it's a it's an actual movie. So it's got uh, who's the guy for, that plays Thor? Uh, well, Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Yeah, Hemsworth. yeah. It's got Hemsworth in it, and he plays it, he plays the main character. But uh, again, it, it follows a fierce rivalry between two top F1 drivers um, and both of them kind of how they got, how they made it to F1. Uh, And then how, what was really cool was what fierce competitors they were, but how they ultimately had um, uh, a later friendship that kind of blossomed out of their competitiveness. But I mean, they hated each other just intensely uh, when they were racing. Um, and what's really cool about that movie, and, and this is actually quite similar to the dynamic of Senna, is the, their approach to racing is completely different, right? One is, and Hemsworth is the playboy, right? Loves the lights, the flashiness, right? He wanted, her, he wanted to win an F1 championship for as much to be famous as he did for the sake of just being a competitor. And his, um, his main uh, rival, and I can't remember the actor that, that plays his, his rival, but his name was Nicky Lauda um, from Austria. And he's a very, very serious guy, right? He's an all work and no play, you know, no shenanigans, no lights and flashy camera. He's like, I'm, I'm here to work. I'm here to kick butt. And I go home, I go to bed early and that that's what I do. Um, so it's really, so of course they hated each other, right? Because they're, they're both fierce rivals, yeah, but they both opposite. are just completely different human beings. Right. So it's an excellent film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you talked me into watching that one. You're like, you gotta watch it. You gotta yeah. watch it. And I finally watched it's it. It's my number four. Like this one, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. number four. Yeah, I think I like I like that one. I mean, I like a lot of these movies to watch at home too, because then you can turn it up and see and hear hear the movie. Uh, soundtrack is important to me to kind of get you in the mood. You know, yeah. hear the car. And my next one on the list was is I think it was the early '90s that came out, and it was it's called it's Days of Thunder. <laughs> like why I like this one. Why I like this one is it gets to the track and you just you crank the home theater and the cars are flying by. If you ever been to a live race, what it sounds like, what it feels like. I've been to I haven't been to a, like a NASCAR race or anything, but I've been to um, Brainerd International Raceway for the big drags, and I've been ten feet away from the cars and they take off, and it's just like a heat wave and the sound and the 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 sound and the the heat that comes off these vehicles and this as they're taking it off and. And I guess the NASCAR, when those cars go by, my brother's been to one of my, and some of the other people in my family, it's, it's just unbelievably yeah. loud. Yeah, they're definitely going 200 some miles an hour. And when Days of, Days of Thunder came out, uh, it just kind of it really tried to <laughs> turn up the soundtrack. It really cranked it up. It was just so loud. I, I loved it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. And 
you know, you know, Tom Cruise, he's a pretty good race car driver, apparently. I don't think he does those stunts. <laughs> but uh, I just got, I got a kick out of his, uh, his pick chief or crew, crew chief, whatever his name was. He was in Godfather. I can't remember his name. Robert Duvall. But um, Robert Duvall, basically how he goes in the back, he goes, oh, we're going to do this to you. We're going to do this to the car. Basically, how ways to cheat, which NASCAR is, you know, the early days especially, they, they tried to find every way they could to cheat to make their car faster even make it at nine tenths scale. I mean, if you know a lot about NASCAR, you hear these stories and just shrinking the car down a little bit, turning this corner down, wing here, uh, anything they could. And I just, I, one of my favorite scenes is when uh, David Duvall is talking to the car. He says, we're going to do this to you, this to you, this to you. We'll give you an extra half a gallon of gas by having wider lines. I just got a kick out of that too. Just the kind of, they're trying to bring up how they <laughs> cheat. Uh, but the, the soundtrack itself, when they got to the track and they're on the track, just going as fast as they can, and there's if you have your home theater cranked up, it's just the best. You know that, that's, and that's when home theaters really yeah, became big that deal. That movie was just about that time. So it's, I like that it's somewhat based based on the prem, or somewhat based on the storyline of how Jeff Gordon got into NASCAR. Like Tom Cruise's character is kind of a Jeff oh, really? Gordon guy because that was kind of Jeff Gordon's background. He was a dirt car racer. That kind of, uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge NASCAR guy, so I don't know the whole thing, but it was. But my friend um, who does follow it said, yeah, it's, that's pretty much the Jeff Gordon story. A dirt car guy who kind of, you know, got an opportunity to try, a, a, you know, a NASCAR and kind of just hopped in and, and was just fast. And everybody's like, oh, okay, why, does, why is this guy so good? And um, then got hooked up with a good crew chief. And then, of course, fast forward to, to win the championship. But that's what a, a friend of mine told me. Um, so I don't know, but apparently, yeah, days, days of thunder. I just, yeah, it's if funny. That's on. I'm stopping. I'm watching. Yeah, did you it's catch those, the failure in that movie? I, the, the little slip the failure, up from the, the actress. The, what happened? When she oh, called, when she yeah, instead of time? calling him, uh, <laughs> what was it? Cole, just his, his character's name was Cole. Cole. But when she meets him, she calls him Tom <laughs> and they left it in the movie. Yeah, she, well, they go yeah, it's Rowdy's, Rowdy's, Rowdy's wife. The, the yeah. Rowdy's wife. Call, <laughs> Hi, Tom. It calls calls him Tom. Yeah, <laughs> come on in. And they all just went with it. It's it's still in the movie today. It's kind of funny. So I I I think I heard about that after the fact and, and watched it on YouTube. And what's just great about these movies, you can just kind of fast forward and say, hey, days are days of confused car scenes or days of thunder car scenes. You can just sit and watch it. I've done that too. Where you don't have to watch the whole movie if you don't want to see the. Right, you know, the sappy parts you can skip them. <laughs> so, I think I the other movie I have, I'm gonna kind of it's in the NASCAR theme, and this one might be a true story, uh, might not be. It's what's the bout of Ricky Bobby and uh, <laughs> Nights. I think that but I mean, that's not a car, that's not a car <laughs> as movie. far as a car that doesn't count. I just like it because it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hilarious. I, I agree, I it's, but it's not a car it's movie, it's just a great comedy that has to do with. But his his dad in that movie is hey want to go fast he's like yeah I want to go fast I mean it's just hilarious that he his dad is all about going fast all the time I mean, first you last I mean how many times have you been to a race Wade Wade races motorcycle uh, have you said that being first you last you know, if you get second place <laughs> I've never said know. that I've never Whatever. said that nobody says that <laughs> oh I think I've heard you say maybe that. if I'm quoting that movie to be a goofball <laughs> but, but that's. 
Yeah, you're always a goofball. But that's uh, those are my, I have two NASCAR movies on here because I just think that Days of Thunder for me is just one of those movies that when home theaters got to be you know something for people to have more often, and that's when I first picked up mine. I was like, oh, this that movie was built for it. To be honest, it was just built for that. You just crank it up, mm-hmm. and cars fly by. I think it's great. And then Ricky Bobby, Ricky Bobby's just hilarious. It has had no no business being as funny as it was, but real Will Ferrell did it for me. It <laughs> kills me so. Uh, you got another well, movie so me, I gave you, I gave you my number one or number two, and then I skipped to number four, which is, um, which was Rush that we talked about. So I got to back up to number three, and so now I'm gonna br- I'm gonna bring you back to another documentary, a, a straight documentary, uh, and it's called um, Faster. Um, so this this documentary follows um, MotoGP racing, which is basically Formula One, but it's on motorcycles. So it's very similar rules, you know, that y- you can't ride production motorcycles. It's all hand built. Basically the best bikes in the world with the best riders in the world, right? Which is kind of what F1 is supposed to be, right? Best drivers in the world, the best cars in the world. Um, mm-hmm. So Faster follows, the, the documentary kind of centers around Valentino Rossi, who's the top guy at the time. He's still racing today, but he's kind of getting to the end of his career, um, but is considered to be the, the greatest of all time um, in the sport um, still to this day. But uh, what's cool about that movie is it kind of follows him as he, he rises in GP and, and, and kind of comes to dominance. So he comes out of one of the, they have a smaller bike kind of uh, uh uh, class, right? Where you ride, you ride smaller bikes and class, it's kind of yeah. a, a feeding ground for MotoGP, which is the, the unlimited, the unlimited bikes. Um, but anyway, it's, uh, it's really cool because you see his transition from uh, the littler bikes up to the big bikes. And of course he's instantly fast and he instantly starts just dominating the, the current um, leaders. And it's just, it's a great testament to just how vicious, um, racing is, right. You're, you're really only as good as your last season or sometimes your, your last race and just how quickly you can go from, from hero to zero. And, um, again, excellent, you know, really excellent footage. And these guys just do such amazing things on a motorcycle. I mean, they they lean the bike at a 65 degree angle, uh, which is (laughs) just insane. Mm -hmm. Um, but the second dynamic of that movie that I think makes it really great is right at the time. So it's after he's made the transition to MotoGP and he's already, you know, just killing everybody. Uh, MotoGP also did a huge thing, which is they changed the, the rules really heavily. So back, back when he moved up to MotoGP, everybody rode 500 CC two strokes. So imagine a five cylinder, two stroke 500 cc motorcycle i mean these things turned you know whatever fifteen thousand rpm something ridiculous right i mean they were just yeah a because five cylinder the, the reason are they is it an inline or uh, is it they were like? usually so i mean well they were all different right everybody every factory team makes their own engine and right? these things are completely handmade there's nothing it's nothing you can buy but um yeah the reason they would do that is smaller cylinders means smaller pistons, which means more RPM because you, you can only, you can only turn so high yeah. RPM before the connecting rod comes apart, right? It can't, it can't hold itself together. So you keep making the pistons smaller and you can turn higher revs, um, which means the bike can go faster 
in, in generally, but um, it talks a lot about just how, but they're, they were insanely dangerous, right? I mean, they were lightning fast until they, you know, flipped you into orbit and body slammed you in the middle of the track. Um, <laughs> so MotoGP changed the rules and said, no more two stroke engines allowed. And you had to move to now thousand CC four stroke bikes. So all the factory teams pretty much had to take all their two stroke and all the work they did developing those engines and throw it all in the trash and had to start all over. Well, these bikes were actually a lot more controllable, but they're also a lot heavier and they made more power. So er, the, the riders had to adapt, right. And adapt to their riding style. And what was really crazy about like Rossi is he moved from one bike to the other and it was almost seamless. Right. He just got on it and was fast. Right. And some, some other riders were that way too. And others really struggled with mm-hmm. it. So it's cool to kind of watch. That's, that's kind of a second thing that makes it a really great movie to watch. You like a lot of documentaries. Hey man, re- reality is a lot more interesting right? than fiction. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd like, I'd like your head, Dad. I'm glad we pick different movies. It'd be really boring if we had five yeah. same movies. Like, oh, well, same one. So we don't have any of the same ones, but I, I actually picked a couple of bonus ones. I think I only had, I gave you four so far, but I want to go over one that kind of scared the crap out of me for a while. It's <laughs> a great car movie. And I like, I like this movie. It's a, it's, it's a horror, it's a book that Stephen King wrote. They adapted it into a movie and uh they did a great job about it and sometimes i wish my jeep could do this like kind of recreate itself it kind of go back to 100 mm-hmm. percent stock and be fixed you know i kind of wish my car or vehicle could do that especially when it has rust problems <laughs> here and there but uh so that the, i mean if the people listening have no clue what i'm talking about this kid goes and buys this you know car at a junkyard and uh it fixes yeah. itself it's like possessed or something to be a brand new vehicle it's possessed, yeah. It's possessed because some I don't know somebody died in it. I can't remember the, the the whole movie from start to finish, but the whole movie, the car kind of drives itself and tries to kill all the um, the friends of this guy who owns the car because the car likes the guy but he doesn't like his friends because his friends are all saying, "Hey, this car is kind of uh, it's trying to kill everybody in town," and so. Uh, but that movie kind of scared me for a little bit. Like, what if cars <laughs> can really do that? What if cars really have a mind of their own? This is I'm like ten years old watching it for the first time. But that's like one of the first real scary movies. Well, Gremlins scared me when I was a kid by a long shot because that was, I went to the movie theater and I was, I looked under my bed for about five years waiting for Gremlin to pop out. But the uh, Christine movie, that, that one for me was just one of those things like, God, that'd be yeah. cool if a car could actually do I still it. wouldn't call that a car uh, movie. Yeah. Though. Christine it's was a... like, uh... yeah, it's about the car. How's it not a car movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, boy, we got trouble here. Well, my, my next one is is a car movie, and uh, I didn't see the original, but I saw the the, the remake uh, with the great actor Nicolas Cage. Gone yeah, in 50 seconds. that's a car movie. And what I like about this movie, because because there there is yeah, I think so. Yeah, fifty in one night. Hundred. I can't remember how they. Have. Yeah, so one guy gets himself in trouble, and his brother has to kind of help him get a bunch of yeah. cars over overseas somewhere. I know where to ship them to. But every yeah. cool car, you hot rods, classics, and there's, and there's exotics. There's it's yeah, all over the place. Yeah, there's even Chevy Tahoe is one of the things we have to steal, which is really stupid. But well, that's one of them. But um, the uh, you know my favorite car in, in the movie, the Shelby Cobra, is in there. But then there's also the Eleanor Mustang comes out of that movie, which 
a lot of people, you know, it's overdone now, but when that movie came out, there was car companies popping up, just kicking <laughs> out Eleanor Mustangs. That was the only thing they did was sell, just, just build Eleanor's. And that was the hottest thing for about, I don't know, three, four years of everybody who was a car collector had to have an Eleanor. And, uh, and that was the car they had to build. But uh, that movie had, like I said, a yeah. cool car movie car in it. Wow. I, couldn't remember all of them to list, but I just remember Shelby Cobra was one of them. Uh, there was a Tahoe for some reason, obviously a Mustang had to be a few Ferraris in there, but uh, that was a, a cool car movie to me because what every kid has, you think about it when you, you start the obsession with cars and having your matchbox and mm-hmm. your um, hot wheels cars. And so some, some rich dude overseas was going to try to have all those hot wheels cars in his garage or they're going to auction. So people could do that. So think about that. Somebody was trying to collect all those, Hot Wheels cars, ship them over to him and overseas. I thought that was just a, a cool one to have on the list. And I don't, he wasn't successful in the end. He got caught, I'm sure. But I just think it was, um, and see, some of these movies I have to rewatch. Yeah. I remember how they all go. I just remember the cars. Yeah. I don't remember how the movie went. <laughs> so, well, I got my you number got any five. Other ones on your list, Wade? Uh, so, let's hear it. Keeping with the real world theme. But it's not a documentary, so it's it's like Rush, right? B- based on true story, true events, but it's uh, you know been Hollywoodized. Um, my last one is the world's fastest Indian, and yeah, so it stars uh, Anthony, oh, Anthony yeah. Hopkins is in it, and it's the true story of a guy named Burt Monroe who's from um, New Zealand, and the. The, the story is just, it's, it's excellent, right? And it's sort of like what every shade tree mechanic in the world like dreams of. But um, he's just a kind of a very simple guy, right? Lives alone. Um, and he has like an old 1920 or something Indian motorcycle. And he just constantly tinkers with it and tunes it. And this guy like does everything right. And like he casts his own connecting rods in his garage, right. He makes, makes up his own crude casts and would cast his own internal engine components and then mill them and machine them down. Um, and he just continued to develop this 19, like 29, I don't remember, but a really old motorcycle. And the movie takes place, I want to say in the late sixties. So, right. That's already an, an archaic motorcycle in terms of technology, but he continues to develop it and develop it and develop it and ends up making actually a really, really fast motorcycle out of it. Just insanely fast. Right. But it's kind of cobbled together. Um, but it'll, it'll go like 200 miles an hour or something, something like that. So he saves up enough money. Uh, and so the town, right. Everybody thinks he's just this kind of crazy old, old, you know, guy that has nothing better to do with his time. But um, he ends up raising a little bit of money and some of the local townsfolk kind of help him. He ships the motorcycle to the United States with the dream of taking it to the salt flats and trying to set a land speed record with it. So um, it's a great little story about, you know, he's got to go to LA and pick it up at the port, rent, rent a car. And he's got like no money. So he's like sleeping in the car you know, he buys like this used crap car from a junkyard and gets it running there. So he has a car to haul the bike and then hauls the bike <laughs> out to the salt flats. And then he, of course he gets to the salt flats and the tech inspection guys are like, you, there's no way we're going to let you ride that thing. It will, it'll come apart and you will kill yourself and we're not going to let you do that. But, you know, through, through a course of events, you know, he ends up 
you know, finding a way to make it happen. And again, I, I don't have to worry about spoiling it for you because it's a documentary. He, um, uh, he does end up setting a land speed record that held for, I cannot remember how long in his cat in the category. So it, I mean, it's a really famous story, right? This guy shows up with a motorcycle from the twenties in the sixties. Yeah. 19, 1920 but it, but, Indian. It's a 1920. I'm looking at, it's on, it's on there YouTube you go. right now for free. With uh, it, it, it's an excellent yeah. story. And he's kind of a, you know, Anthony Hopkins plays the guy and I don't know how, you know, how he, he was in real life, but at least his character in the movie is really likable. You know, he's just a, just a good old friendly guy. Um, and, uh, and ends up, you know, doing something pretty, pretty amazing. It's, it's a, it's a clever flick. Definitely worth a watch. So what did make the, we never, do you ever watch Easy Rider? That, that Indian Rider? That was kind of a bike show. Oh, Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Easy Rider. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's a great, uh, that's why I kind of stuck with like true, true documentaries or based on a true story. Uh, because if we got into, you know, motorcycle movies, I mean, I could list a million great movies, right? I mean, Easy Rider's iconic, The Great Escape. <laughs> we were talking about Steve McQueen. Excellent motorcycle scenes in that. And, and Steve McQueen did mm -hmm. every single motorcycle stunt in that movie, with the exception of the, the, the big scene in the movie, which is where <clears throat> he jumps this old Triumph over this wall. Um, that's the only stunt he didn't do himself, but there's excellent uh, motorcycle riding in that. The Matrix Reloaded. When Trinity is ripping down that highway on a Ducati 996, it's just amazing. Uh, Mission Impossible 2, <laughs> the whole end of that movie is a motorcycle chase scene. I mean, I could go on and oh, on. God. So that's why I stuck to reality because otherwise I don't think I could pick five. Well, I heard, I heard you just got uh, yes. Netflix at your house too now, right? You just, just got it. So yeah, yeah he's see, all caught up on that proves my movie. point. Reality is but, more interesting um, than fiction. There's a great movie called. <laughs> so there's another one uh, that you should watch: the first 11 minutes okay. of Six Underground, the Ryan Reynolds movie, on Netflix. The first first 11 minutes is all a car chase. And I was going to mention that as an honorable mention because it's not really a car movie, but it's like that first right. 11 minutes is all just a car chase the whole time, and. It, and it's like one of those things where the movie is out of out of yep. order, so that's actually kind of yep. like the middle of the movie in timeline. But they stick it at the beginning, yep. so you can kind of get you. They jump it right in. So it's the first eleven minutes, and and I was like, this is like the coolest eleven minutes I've ever seen, like in a car movie yep. or in a movie in general. It's just all one big car chase. So, and it has like thing where it has the expert driver and he's doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And so uh, it's worth yeah. a watch. Uh, that first eleven minutes of Six Underground. So I'm glad you finally got <laughs> caught up to the rest of the world. I don't watch that much TV. Awesome. Contrary to what this probably <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like I'm a movie well, nut, but I've watched yeah. these movies over the years. But being this is like a you know, being that we talk a lot of, or, you know, you talk a lot about, about Jeeps on this podcast. Like, I mean, there's gotta be some good, like iconic Jeeps in movies. I feel like that we should talk about. Yeah. I wanted to look for some of those, but there's just not as many. <laughs> um, I actually had a bunch of cars, uh, not cars, uh, songs that had, had Jeeps in them in the songs. I kind of posted about that a couple of weeks ago. And I thought that was funny. The response I got there. But um, they're almost all 
uh, love songs, you know, <laughs> taking the top down in CJ7, stuff like that. Uh, but but I kind of uh, stayed. I, I did have one on my list that was a little had a little off road to it, and but uh, it's really not a car movie, but it had big in it, it was Roadhouse. Okay. <laughs> The movie Road yep. Roadhouse had a Bigfoot in it for some reason, and I was like, well, "That's kind of random. Funny. Like, you can't drive that on the street." Well, there's two easy uh, ones, so right? Because there's, there's, there's stuff two stuff movies where they had, time. you know, they took a they yeah. took a Jeep must have taken a page out of the BMW marketing campaign because I think I think BMW did that huge marketing campaign with the Z3 Roadster uh, and made it it was the Bond car. And I think it was GoldenEye. I can't remember which one. But anyway, that, that mm-hmm. actually won a ton of awards, like marketing awards um, from that idea. But Jeep, Jeep did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they had um, Tomb Raider because they, they made a Tomb Raider edition Jeep. And then, oh. um, and then they made the um, – the That was that Matthew McConaughey movie, Sahara. And they made it – there was a custom Jeep in that too. And then they, they, sold, they mm-hmm. sold those as well. The special edition Ruby Hara. Yeah, the Sahara Con. Yep, which I would love to have. Yeah, Ruby Hara, that's what it's called, yeah. Yeah, there was one for sale recently, too, I saw. So, but yeah, I mean, there's not a whole bunch of off-road movies, I think, or car, Jeep, I should say, movies. And so I kind of like, when I texted you, I said, hey, I called you and said, hey, can we do this one little thing where we talk about car movies? Uh, kind of left the Jeep right. out of it because it was like, there's not too many of them. And you know, I had two NASCAR <laughs> movies on mine. I could have had four. Uh, one thing I, another one I should have probably put on the list that really kind of, uh, you know, another honorable mention people are probably listening to going, like, Yeah, you have that's Smokey an iconic car. And Smokey Bandit is definitely, definitely, definitely a great one. Uh, love that movie. It was the number two movie in 1977. Only in two what year? Number one was Wade. Oh, yeah. Good luck beating that. Star Wars. 77 was star <laughs> but yep. you know smoking man it was number two not so bad uh another great car movie at the tip of my tongue can't remember the name of it right now uh had it i had it written down and i yep. remember oh american Graffiti the wild one, one. you haven't watched that one a very young uh very yeah young guy. i mean it, it's a it's kind of like it's like wild an one. easy rider right it's uh, a but, it's a move it's marlon brando i mean it's black and white it's really old but he's a motorcycle gang leader and falls in love with the sheriff's oh, daughter one. So really, it's a it's a famous it's a famous Brando movie. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Um, what was the other movie yep. I had in my head that American Graffiti was one of them? Uh, gosh, I can't remember the other movie I had in my mind that I probably should have talked more about. But um, that's the ones that I recommend if you're if you're looking for some good mm-hmm. movie to watch. Those are a few of them there. A few of them there. Uh, one I was trying to watch was Grand Prix. I didn't get around to that one, so. Uh, that's the one with. Oh, I can't remember his name. He was also in a notebook, <laughs> but it's from the well. Of, 60s of course, there's the you know two newer <laughs> one. The there's Ford versus Ferrari, which is out. You know, I rented it online a couple of weeks ago and watched it. Yeah. Um, it was really good. Again, true story. You know, but with Matt Damon in it, so it's it's Hollywood eyes, but based on a on a real uh, on real events, right? It's and it's a crazy story. And then the another one I'd throw in that is a full documentary is um, mm-hmm. I got to think of the name of it. I watched it um, on a plane, but it's a straight documentary, and I think it's just called Ferrari. But it's about it's about 
um, Enzo Ferrari mm. and how he founded the company and then his sort of passion for racing and, and kind of how ruthless um, he was like it, to him, it was all about, it was all about racing and winning. And um, it kind of follows the early days of Ferrari where they had a lot of drivers that, that were killed and just how kind of mechanical he was about, yep, you know, move on. Right. It's part of racing. People live, people die. He, he was, the guy was, the guy was really hard, really hardcore. Right. Oh, geez. He's a really strange man. Um, so I'd, I'd recommend it. It's a good watch. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones we could talk about, but that's kind of uh we've been talking for a while here. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you roll here, but these are some fun movies. I'm definitely going to check yep. out Senna. Um, that's one that you mentioned. Uh, the, the fastest mm-hmm. Indian faster. Those are the three I haven't seen that you mentioned. And uh, the cool thing about rush too, that blew my mind. That as soon as I was watching it, uh, the movie rush, they had grand, or not grand, mm-hmm. uh, formula one cars back in the day, obviously had four wheels, but some had six. They had mm-hmm. four front tires, uh, two different axles. Yeah, they out, they outlawed just, it. That was the weirdest thing ever. Why they eventually outlawed it. Six, six tires. Why'd they outlaw it? No, they, they just, they didn't like the look of the car. I think it was probably trying to keep <laughs> it was the, interesting. Um, trying to keep the cars pure, right? Four, four tires. You know, there's some recent news on that too. So the, the, yeah. the big just, competitor, um, Nikki Lauda in um uh mm-hmm. in rush so that's like hemsworth's you know number one competitor um he, he very much stayed in formula one his whole life and then more most recently he was part of the ferrari team if i remember right i think he was a team manager or something like that he just passed away just this past year right and it, it, of i think of just old age um, he was he was getting pretty far up there but he stayed in f1 his whole career mm-hmm In Lauda, Rush, I'm trying to see the other guy's name. No, Daniel um, Brule. Uh, Daniel Brule. Oh, it's on the tip of my uh, brain. Hmm. Olivia Wilde. No, you're talking about who played who played Hemsworth's character. Trevino, or, or the character that Hemsworth played. Oh, I'm just listening off the people who are starring. Yeah, I'm just kind of listening off yeah. the names of the star and trying to. Keep your mind yep. who's who. The British, he's Anyhow, a British playboy. A I just remember that. Was that. Another one. He's a Brit. That's a great show. And Lauda's Austrian. Yeah, it's James Hunt. There you go, James Hunt, Nikki James Lauda. Hunt. That was the that was the you know the fire and ice. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I yeah. think no, that's no, not true. Never so, mind. And you're you know. I was thinking. I was thinking that was his nickname was Ice Man because <laughs> I said that, but no, that's not true. That's a that's a current guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I hope the people who are listening have a few ideas of movies they can watch during this uh, kind of shutdown. And, um, and you know, hopefully they find a new one they can send one to me that I haven't heard of yet. But I try to watch every car movie I can. It drives my wife nuts. But yep. uh, I have time I'm watching it by myself because, you know, I like it. <laughs> I'll watch yeah, it. Yeah, my pleasure. But, uh well, cool, Wade. Thanks for being on and uh, kind of changing some, trading some ideas on different car movies. <laughs> It'd be nice, yeah. Movies. Hopefully, you and I take can care, man. Soon in person. <laughs> hey, 
Hey, and thanks for listening to the Crossroad Off-Road Podcast, brought to you by Motors and More Jeeps in Brainerd, Minnesota, and by Zeus Off-Road in Burnsville, Minnesota. And uh, yeah, we went a little longer than I thought, talking about movies that we liked, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it and uh, gave you some new ideas to, you know, what you might want to watch tonight on the old TV. Thanks again. <laughs>